a kind of strange analysis of World War Z. Did you see that movie? Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with it? Like, you you could talk about it or no? Oh, I've seen the movie several times. I've read the book. I've read all the Max Brooks books. So I haven't read the book, but I'm strictly about the movie. I had okay, some. Yeah. I watched it the other night, and I had some comments, some thoughts. Um, no one's read the book. It, it's fascinating, but yeah, Danny's like read the book. the book. I want to read the book. It's pretty good. I have it. Yeah, it's right there. I've heard that the movie's not really about the book, though. We can get into it if you want to. Sure. I don't have a notepad. Hang on, pause it. I mean, you don't have to pause the recording. I'm just going to run away real quick. So you're good. Welcome, welcome to another episode of The Fake Philosophers. I don't know what episode number this is. Uh, Mike, what do you what do you think? What number? If you had to guess. Without looking. If you had to guess. Without looking. 70, high 70s or low 80s? Oh, okay. I was going to guess over 100. But okay. Not yet. No. Not yet? Okay. Well, should we do something special for our 100th? We should. We probably won't. We'll probably forget, but we should. Did we... I just fucking hit the leather on, lever on my seat and dropped. Ow. Okay. I know I'm good. All right. Uh, did we do something special for the 69th episode? God, uh, we should have. We did not. I, I, I was searching for us on YouTube and I accidentally typed in the cake philosophers. The cake philosophers. <laughs> That's our sister spinoff. Uh, my <laughs> wife was like, a... Oh. My wife, who's a very accomplished baker, uh, hosts the the Cake Philosophers. It's pretty good. My wife also likes to bake. We should actually make that happen. <laughs> we should make them bake for us. <laughs> the Cake Philosophers, the women's show. Um, <laughs> the women's take. Oh man, oh, she the, might the be women's... down. She might be down too. Mine might be. Um, the women's take philosophers. Mm-hmm. Uh, eighty three is uh, so. This would be eighty four. This. Is 84. Welcome to the 84th episode of The Fake Philosophers. My name is Mitch. (laughs) Introduce Uh, the soon-to-be spinoff, The Cake Philosophers. Right, yeah. You heard it here here first. Fake philosophy and baking for women. Should have done my diction warm-ups before we started, but oh well. No, going in uh, raw. Downstairs re-watching YouTube videos of The Lonely Island and SNL and all that. That's why you're right. I'm proud of Andy Samberg, you know? (laughs) I I either really like Andy Samberg or I really hate him. There's literally no in between. Mm, mm, mm-hmm. Like there's. Did you like the? Do you go do on. you like Brooklyn Nine Nine? Okay, so I'm one of those people, and there's a joke about Brooklyn Nine Nine specifically that there's two fan types. There's the people who actually watch the show, and then mm-hmm. people who just watch clips on YouTube. Oh, okay, yeah. And I am people. I am part of the people that watch just the clips on YouTube with the funny scenes. Okay, yeah. No, I've seen clips. I've tried watching it. My wife really likes it. I've tried watching it. It's okay. You know, it's just, I think there are funnier things. I feel like if I watch it, it'll ruin the lo- the love I have for the clips I've watched. Mm, okay, yeah. I feel like it's a show that could have been hilarious because it had like a good take on like, hey, let's do a cop comedy um, and the main guy is just a guy who, how does he get away with, with all the crazy antics he does? Um, but because it was like sold to be on television, I don't even know if it was regular network or primetime, if it was cable, I don't know what the original network. I think it was on network. I think. So they had to Jimmy Fallon it down and be kind of like, you know, cookie cutter and, and formulaic and kind of, it was just another sitcom and I'm just surprised it didn't have a laugh track in it. (laughs) And that's what I mean. Like when I watched that, uh, the clips of the show, it's always like the really funny moments. So I'm like, this is really good. 
but I have a feeling if I watched episode by episode, I would get really like, because yeah. like I said, Andy Samberg, for me, I either really, really like him or mm-hmm. I find him in- completely intolerable. You know um, what's funny is that there are shows that are the opposite for me, that if you watched clips of it, you wouldn't think it's that funny. Shows like the um, Always Sunny in Philadelphia or Archer or, you know, shows like that, that if you show people just clips of Always Sunny, it's like, okay, you know, okay. But if you if you watch okay. the whole episode, you have context and it's actually pretty funny. So, Because um, it, it kind of, everything kind of connects in that show. Yeah. Yeah, I like a little effort in my comedy. I don't like bits. I don't like one-offs, you know? Uh, yeah, Fuck I you. can agree with that. Yeah. Fucking Brooklyn Nine-Nine. It's <laughs> oh, there's a joke there's a joke about that show too where um you I'm sure you've seen like the uh the scene where he makes the uh the lineup sing the Backstreet Boys. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, classic. And there's a there's a joke where it's like that <laughs> scene, that clip alone has its own fan base. Yeah, I uh, can see that. Yeah. Yeah, who've, people who've never seen the show like me, but they watch that clip and they're like that's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm sure it was just like a, it was a, it was a, probably a, a team. I have no idea. I'm just guessing. It was probably a team of sure. writers that were like good, like individually, but never really collabed, never really worked together to create funny situations. They all just kind of come in with funny little bits and they throw mm-hmm. it together and call it a show. Well, it's kind of like how I look at, um, stepbrothers. Where, oh, okay, if you, yeah. If you really look at Step Brothers, that movie, and I, I like Step Brothers before I say anything. <laughs> no, but you're I right. like it. But the movie is really fucking retarded. Like it's yeah, it's really it's, stupid. But I feel really like dumb. there's yeah the writers Will Smith, uh, what's his name? Uh, you said Will Smith. <laughs> Will Smith, Jesus. I, uh, hold on. Will Will Smith, the spinoff. Him and Martin Lawrence. Um. <laughs> <laughs> step brothers <laughs> step bad boys um, oh man no uh, uh, will ferrell and john c Riley. sorry Riley. yeah i think I, I think they had a bunch of them just had a lot of jokes and they're like how can mm-hmm. we just make a movie with these jokes and they they it, made step brothers which it's the same fine. with uh talladega nights and uh yeah and i'm sorry but anchorman to some degree as well like anchorman had a little yeah. bit more structure to it um one of the lost movies that Will Ferrell did, I think, was Semi Pro, where he's the basketball player. <laughs> I like that one, yeah. That one's actually one of my favorite movies, and as a whole, I think it's pretty good. It's got structure and all that, but it's it. also it's also full of really funny bits. So, and I, and I remember I had a professor who was like a stickler of like comedy and movies and stuff, and even he said like uh, Pineapple Express. Yeah, he en- he enjoyed it, and he was like, "If I feel like this was like." a sketch comedy team who had a lot of jokes, just bit, like stoner jokes buried. And they're like, let's uh-huh. make a movie of all these stoner jokes. Um, yeah. Guys, so. guys who grew up watching Cheech and Chong and were just like, you know, we need like a modern Cheech and Chong. Here's pineapple. Yeah. Express. Yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> I was going to start on. Oh yeah. Yeah. SNL. So I was watching SNL. It was funny. And uh, yeah, I was, I was, my wife was like, you know, I got to go up and, and I got to get started. I just got the zoom invite and she's like, yeah, but, you haven't seen this one. I was like, it's true. And then halfway through it, I'm like, Oh yeah, I've seen it. It was the one, uh, uh, I have a feeling today's going to be a great day. It's a guy with like the white powder all over his face and he's singing and dancing through the streets. It's pretty amazing. Oh, all right. Cool. (laughs) Update on my cats. Uh, they're pretty friendly. They're knocking on the door. They're trying to get in. People were asking about your cats. They cannot stand to not be allowed in a room. It's pretty crazy. That's kind of like a, the dog, my sister has a dog right now that, that's guilty of this, to where, like, if the door is shut, he wants to go outside. But as soon as you open the door, he has no interest. Mm-hmm. 
common yeah. tale. I'm sure yeah. I'm the first one to ever point out the wild behavior of cats. <laughs> I, I don't but think the internet's ever talked about cats. <laughs> so before we started today, Mike was kind of going through topics of, you know, lost topics and current topics, you know, discussions, whatever. And uh, there was one that in the loss, like we said in a previous episode, we'll talk about that. We has a whole other episode, you know, kind of talk about that, <laughs> but we'll get to that in a minute. But he mentioned something offhandedly about the movie World War Z. And he said he has an interesting take on it. And I'm kind of curious to hear it. Well, it's nothing crazy like to change it but ah uh, fuck it never mind then fuck it <laughs> well no like i was watching it the other day because it is it's one of those movies so you've been to my house we do have mm -hmm. we we're fortunate when we bought it this woman already put the system in place where there's like a tv outside a tv like there's like three or four different tvs areas they're all hooked to one box so we can put mm -hmm. on a, a movie throughout the house anyway so when i go out we have a tv in the kitchen and when i go out to grill outside i usually put a movie on so when i go into the kitchen the movie's playing i go outside to the grill the movie's playing so I have like 20 different movies that I've recycled that I just watch while I'm grilling. Nice. World War Z is one of them. And I was watching it the other day. And if you recall the scene where, and there's a lot of, there's, I should come up with a, a phrase or something to, to title this, like this concept, that something happens and then they never talk about it again. Hmm. Um, so in this movie, and I'll come up with some clever thing. Like we talked about the shit in the salad. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll come up with some clever thing because this doesn't ruin the movie. It's just something like they're really just going to let that go. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, if you remember, there's a scene where he, he goes with the, the, uh, the doctor, whatever he is, and this team of SEALs, and they fly to South Korea. Mm -hmm. And so they, upon landing, shit goes south. The, the doctor accidentally shoots himself because he falls over. And they all it's go amazing. and hide. It's amazing. Yeah. I remember <laughs> it's I was, one of when I watched it again, I was like, oh shit, well that, that went south fast. Yeah, um, it was one of the I remember, because we, I saw it in the theater and I remember mm -hmm. when that happened and everyone's like, what the fuck? And I was like cheering, not because cause I love the character and everything, but I loved the realism of that moment. It's that thing of like, you know, if I'm in the like, because everyone likes to be like, yeah, if zombies happen, man, I'm getting my M4 or my M16 and, and my, you know, Beretta and I'm going to fucking own it. And more than likely, you're going to hurt yourself because you don't know how to handle this shit. And it's like, yeah, that's yeah. He's a doctor. <laughs> he doesn't know what he's doing. And he runs, the fuck trips and falls. Yeah. And he shoots himself. It's hilarious. It, it, it is a, a side topic because it was really funny. No, you're absolutely right. Because as, as civilians, like we, I mean, we might have basic gun training, but when it comes to a stressful situation, you're not going to know what the yeah. fuck to do. No I way. Remember, um, yeah. uh, Sam Ridley, he's on Illegal Opinions podcast. Me and him were chatting since a couple months ago about Oculus games and like Oculus shooters. Mm -hmm. And so he's telling me about one. I was telling him about one um, called, I forgot the, the name of it. But so I recorded with my Oculus, me like just showing him the mechanics of the game and granted, it's not real guns, but for the life of me, I couldn't fucking reload my assault rifle. And so I'm recording it, and I'm like fucking trying to do it. And I, I still sent him the video because I was just showing him the mechanics. And his first response was like, you're a fucking civilian. Yep. Like, you can't even load the fucking rifle in a game. And I was like, fuck you. You're right, but fuck you. Yeah. Uh, anyway, back to World War Z. So we'll, that, circle, back, we'll, we'll circle back to zombie survival because that was a topic should, should i was I, passionate should about should i put that in my lost topics or just talk about this today and ditch the other one uh, uh we'll, we'll, we'll see we'll see we'll see world war z world war z world war z so i was so that scene was coming along so he goes in the base he they, they talked they discuss about how the one guy was infected in their little prison and everything went to shit so they're getting ready to leave yeah and um they're on the bikes and this is a, a, a sound strategy no uh -huh. pun intended they're on the, the, the bikes to, to move quickly but quietly. 
and his cell phone goes off. Yeah. <laughs> and um, like I'm pr- like right now, I I I vi- I turn my phone to vibrate. I put on vibrate so I can at least hear it if it's ringing and it's an emergency. But I'm I feel like I'm pretty. And I, I'm a forgettable person, but I'm pretty mm-hmm. conscious about even when I'm interviewing someone at the bar, I silence my phone. Yeah. If I'm talking to an important rep, I silence my phone. If I'm doing certain things, I silence my phone. I, f- I feel like if I had a, a cell phone on me and the w- number one stimulant <laughs> to these creatures is sound, yeah, I would mute my phone if only for yeah. if only for that 45 seconds of getting to the plane. So it was his wife calling him mm-hmm. <laughs> and to go on a slightly misogynistic tangent. You know this motherfucker's in the field. Why are you calling him? <laughs> He'll call I'm just you. I'm so anxious. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Like, number one. Yeah. Like, even my lady, and it's not the same thing. When I was bartending a lot, mm-hmm. she wouldn't call me unless it was an emergency. Mm-hmm. Because she just knows I'm working. I can't pick up the phone. This man is in the field dealing with zombies yeah. and shit. Just you're because I'm... Here, th- there's a challenge to that point. Because you're right. If you're... If you're... If the... If the scenario you're describing is true, you're right. But I think in this movie, he tried to call her, but she was away from the phone and it disconnected. And he was like, oh, like before they went out on the bikes, he like tried he to call right. her. I forgot that. Yeah. And, and so she's like, shit, should I call? Should I not? So I don't think that was like one. But, you know, still, though, why is this phone ringing? Um, yes. To that, I would say. Have you ever gotten a new phone and known how to work it within the day? Like make sure it was on silent or whatever. Yeah, but he is a, a guy who, who's done anyway. Anyway, that's not even the granted. Point I was granted, make. I just got my 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 first iPhone. I switched over to iPhone last month. Uh, you you monster. Uh, yeah, I know, and I am fucking lost when it comes to that. I'm still like I'm like I've had it for a month, maybe two months now, I think, and I'm still like, how the fuck do I do this? So if you were to tell me, is your phone on silent? I'd be like, I fucking think. I don't know. I'd turn it off just to be sure. But 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 if 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 you were about to go run from your house to the, across the street, yeah, and there's be like fucking animals that are gonna chase you down. Yeah, that's you would figure thing. that fucking shit out really quick. I'd probably leave it in the house. That's. What, yeah. Either way, you'd solve the problem. So that's not even what I was getting to. Um, Go for it. So the scene happens. He scatters. I do love the one Navy SEAL who says over the radio, like, please, ladies and gentlemen, silence your phones. And, but, yeah, yeah. Like, that it was, was kind of. Good. Yeah. And so they, the whole scene happens. He gets on the plane. Navy SEALs die. People die because of this error. <laughs> I'm not even just blaming the wife. Like, I'm blaming him, too. He put his. Yeah. He left his phone on. They get on the plane. Plane takes off. Of course, Brad Pitt lives. Uh, <laughs> and then she, he, I think he calls her back. Uh-huh. It's, and she was, and he. I forgot the conversation, but I remember it was to the effect of like, she was like, "Is everything okay?" And you see it in his eyes, like, "I can't tell this bitch." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I say that to be funny, but like you, there's like this quick look in his eyes where he's like, "I can't tell her." Yeah. That she just fucking got these guys killed. Can you imagine? Oh my God! Yeah. Um, and so just and granted, that'll I be guess, one of those like it'll be one of those like ever after scenarios. Like ten years from now, from then, uh, you know, when they're like <laughs> happily back together and they're trying to deal with trauma or whatever, but then they have a nothing fight and they're in the kitchen. The kids are like grown up, going to their makeshift high school because the world's still all fucked up, and you know they don't have any money because the corn's dead or whatever the hell they're doing in their new dystopian future. 
and they're bitching about something. And he's like, okay, you know what? Guess what? You remember that time you called me? And you know what? You killed like five seals, babe. You and good uh, just men. Like, good men. <laughs> yeah. Why? Why? Do you remember why you called? No, but they remember you calling. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But I do remember that because I, 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 now that I'm thinking about it, they do handle it because Brad Pitt's character does have a look on his face like, oh, shit. Like, uh, fuck, mm-hmm. she doesn't even know. But I do feel in the back of my head, as I continued watching the other day, I was like, they never go back to that. <laughs> or circle back. <laughs> but like, you know what I mean? Like that that's a heavy thing. That's a yeah. that's really heavy. And I have different examples in different movies and, and books and stuff that this happens to where like something heavy happens and they just never address it. There's yeah, there's a I, I heard somewhere that the first rule in like writing classes is uh pay everything off if you're gonna set something up pay it off like make you know that you can't mm-hmm. just check off you can't just check off your gun into a corner there you got <laughs> yeah uh, in, in this one it wasn't like a huge thing but i just remember thinking that there's certain scenes like in movies where like when i watch it a hundred times then just one time i'm like wait a second that yeah. was one that stuck out to me i was like that's kind of a big deal because that was that was useless deaths like that didn't need to happen but Have it happened you seen... go on yeah did you ever see the episode of South Park where they are making fun of World War Z? Um, Cartman plays Brad Pitt's character, and it's it was when the it was the Zimmerman controversy happened. Do you remember when that off-duty cop shot the guy? And there was he this, wasn't like, a whole cop. Upper... Zimmerman wasn't a cop. Oh, okay. But well, he was I, like I, rem- I remember that though. I remember Zimmerman. Yeah, you're right. I can't remember what the scenario was, but it was they, it was South Park, typical South Park. They did like the two or three layovers into one episode. But one of the things was World War Z and they kind of recreated World War Z, but with Cartman as the main guy. I remember this. One of the bits in it, go back and watch it and then watch World War Z again because it will ruin it for you. Because like one of the things that happens in South Park is just that it keeps happening is that he get on a plane and then it crashes and everything like everyone dies except for him. And then he gets on another plane and that crashes and everyone dies except for him. And it's like, he just keeps going from disaster to disaster <laughs> and like avoiding it somehow. I already don't need to watch that to already yeah. know that about fucking world war Z and 2012. Yeah. <laughs> um, world war Z though. I'm watching it. Like I watched it recently and I'm like, Oh my god, it's true. He just gets on a plane and it crashes and everyone dies and he just keeps going. What the hell? <laughs> it's like, yeah. It, it, the, the whole... I actually really like World War Z. Um, oh, me Now too. that we're talking about it. it. Now that we're talking about it, let's fucking tear it apart. Um, <laughs> that whole Jerusalem scene mm. is by far the dumbest fucking scene. Very enjoyable. <laughs> very exciting. Very fucking dumb. Um, and then when the plane... Watch- Go on, sorry. When you watch World War Z, do you get the vibe? And there's a follow up to this. Do, do you get the vibe that it's a series of vignettes, like small short stories that all kind of like seem to be strung together? I've never thought about that, but the way, but now that I'm thinking about it, you're you're kind of right because even the opening scene of, um, forget saying Brad Pitt's name, but a father with military and government experience mm-hmm. is dealing with this thing in the city. Mm-hmm. So he, he, he gets the, his family through the city, gets him out of the city, gets called in, and a helicopter picks him up. And then it's like, right. you're, like you said, like, end of story, end of the mission in the video game, end of the mission. Right, moving on to the next one. And then you have a, a, an agent in the field who's flying to South mm-hmm. Korea. His, his doctor dies immediately. He finds all this information. Now he's going to Jerusalem. You, you're right. It's kind of like different story, same guy. You could even like look at it from a 
from even micro, like even smaller point of view, it's the initial shock, the news reports and the riding through the streets. It's the um, initial uh, fortifying yourself when he's in that giant apartment block, you know, and there's the families in there and they're starting to learn how to hide and, oh, silence is a big deal. And um, then there's the looking for supplies, driving through the city and trying to find a pharmacy and all that kind of stuff. Very different, like all different stages of a zombie outbreak that, you know, is kind of covered. Sure. No, that's a way to, to look at it. Um, yeah, no, I, I never thought of it like that, but it is kind of like different phases. I know you don't watch Game of Thrones, but there was an episode of Game of Thrones kind of like that in the final season that was um, interesting to like, there was like three different genres in one episode. Oh, okay. Um but yeah, no, uh, and I, like I said, a really enjoyable movie. Even with willing suspension of disbelief, there were some things upon rewatch and rewatch and rewatch, because I've seen it a dozen fucking times, mm-hmm. to where I am kind of like, they didn't think that one through. <laughs> like the writers. Like, they didn't think that one through. Well, it was truly, um, and I know this, I just know this about the production. Um, it was gone back and reshot a few times. Oh, um, really? It was initially going to be a rated R movie, and then they tried to edit it down to a PG-13 so they can get that right. out. Um, yeah. a lot of things were different about it. Anytime yeah, a zombie movie's rated PG-13, I'm just like, this isn't going to be good. Granted, I like World War Z. Okay, but, yeah. thank you. That was me. Like, usually when I see a horror movie rated PG-13, I think, awesome. Horror movie rated PG-13, that's like, okay, they're getting creative. They're really going to go with it. Rather than just leaning on the violence and whatever, they're going to get creative. Um, XYZ examples I don't want to get into right now. But... World War Z, yeah, a zombie movie rated PG-13? Come on. If I don't see yeah. brains, it's not a zombie movie. I mean, yeah, there's got to be no. there's got to be at least one gratuitous titty, alive or dead. Um <laughs> yes, there's yes. got to be there's got to be organs in there somewhere. And I mean like intestine organs. Like it's sure. got to be, you know. Yeah, but anyway. World War Z did get around it, but like the things I was talking about like in the opening scene where they're driving through the city. Mm-hmm. Great scene. I actually really enjoy the scene, but there yeah. is um when when they're kind of stuck in traffic and the motorcycle runs by and knocks his mirror off. Yeah. And he, he gets out and he's like, okay, and he picks it up and he looks around and other drivers are like, hey, you all right? And he's like, yeah, what's going on? You know, and he's looking around. Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden, like he gets in his car and they're kind of thinking, all of a sudden, what, I forgot if it was an ambulance or a fucking truck, just plows by. Yeah. <laughs> like you didn't see that fucking thing coming? <laughs> like, Because <laughs> we're that talking... Very- it's very Hollywood. Yeah, like and granted, it was a great moment. I still love the yeah. movie, but yeah. like I said, this last watch, I was like, "What? You didn't see that? Like even the camera? Like you see him look back and talking to people, and no one's aware of this big truck just plowing through, <laughs> like t- yeah. like fifty yards back." Oh man, um, yeah, that's true. I didn't even think about that, but yeah, now I'm have to go back and rewatch it. The, the scene, I actually surprisingly in that movie though, probably one of my favorite scenes because it's so subtle and I, I like like subtleties and quiet. Mm-hmm. When they do, they they do they jack that camper. Thank God there's keys in it. Um, or did <laughs> Hollywoodism. They, did they Hollywoodism. We're not getting. I don't remember. But. There was. I think me and a buddy were joking about creating like a series of sketches of like the the quote unquote scenes you don't see, and uh-huh. just have a montage of people like getting out of their cars. Like you know what? Let's just put my keys right here just in case. Because <laughs> <laughs> no one does that shit. There's always yeah. keys. It's in the dash. But what the hell, man? Um, Anyway, so they steal the camper, they drive to the, um, they get out of the city, they go to the next town or whatever. I think they're in Jersey, and they go, to, like you said, the pharmacy, because his, his kid has asthma and they need medicine. And he has the rifle, and he kind of goes to the, you know, the pharmacy in the store, and the guy there has a pistol on him. 
mm-hmm. and they're kind of like this tense moment and he's just kind of like what do you need yeah yeah like the pharmacist is like what do you need right and i've got the name of the medicine but so brad pitt kind of knocks it out and he's kind of like all right cool and he just starts grabbing shit and he's like here take this too like it works for my girl and he starts giving him shit it's like just really quiet and the pharmacist is just like like he's not like chill but you could tell he's like i'm i will fucking murder anyone who crosses this counter right right, Uh, but but i'm nice but i'm gonna help you like you need medicine but like i am completely done with this shit yeah like in a very serious way where he's just like okay what do you he was Almost at the line, he's like, "I'm like, I've seen looters. I've seen looters, and if I see one more looter, I'm just gonna blast them." And I'm almost at that breaking point, but okay, okay, no, this guy's legit. Okay, I'm yeah, you have a, you have a girl guy. with you. What do you need? And, okay, yeah, because especially it's when he grabs the extra shit and he's like, "Here, this is this usually does wonders for my my kid." Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, that that's that's a. I want to see a spinoff of him." It's a fascinating. Yeah. Point. And it's like maybe a touch on human character. I don't know. But it's like, why? 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 What's his uh, loyalty to look after the pharmacy? It's, you know, is he going to use all that shit? There's no way. Why is he still there? And why does he still have that feeling that he needs to protect it? Or it's like, no, this is my job. This is what I'm supposed to do. I'm going to stand here and make sure this is guarded because in this psychotic chaos, this is the one realm of control I still have is to make sure all these drugs stay safe. That that that's kind of an interesting point, and I think now that I'm thinking about it, maybe it's just because like, I mean, I'm not gonna make an analogy to COVID, but in like a, a breakout like that, yeah, in the first in the first you know because that's still in the first hours of in the movie the first hours of it happening, mm-hmm. I think maybe a lot some people are like this is just a temporary freakout it's gonna go back to normal, sure, yeah, so okay. maybe he's like I still want my job when this is done, so I'm gonna hold this shit down. Because even yeah, I, I will make an uh, allusion to COVID. I'm not. It's I'm not going to compare the fucking COVID disease to zombies. But I remember. Go in the ahead. Early, we're all no, no, safe place. Go for it. <laughs> that that aside, but early on when like a lot of things were shut down and like takeout only and all this stuff, mm-hmm. we did have a few bartenders who were like, "Hey, we'll work for free." Oh wow. We'll, okay. We'll like do takeout shifts for free on us because one, we want to help you guys stay open so that we still have a job when this shit is done. There you go. Yeah. And like, they're like, we'll just work for tips. We'll just work for tips. And we'll just help you get by until shit goes back to normal. Because we still want our job when it goes yeah. back to normal. Wow. So we did have some people like that. And so maybe this guy in the in this movie, that was maybe, his thing. Yeah. Like, once once this shit... Granted, obviously, it doesn't come back to normal right away. <laughs> but um, maybe that's his th- thought process. Is like, th- these are just looters like every other fucking thing. Because you think about it at the time, he maybe sure. didn't even see a zombie yet. There were no zombies in that store. Maybe mm-hmm. he thinks yeah. just someone, you know, there's some social justice thing or people are pissed off about something and they're just looting. The Lakers yeah. lost the championship, you know, like shit's happening. It happens. Um, but no, I think that's an interesting point that like he's just chilling there. Yeah. And um, I had another idea about that, but I'm kind of blanking on it now. Um, no, but I did like, yeah, that was a great little moment in that the whole movie is kind of filled with little moments like that of little small characters but big characters you know what i mean small like mm-hmm. little parts but big character great of, supporting cast yes yeah that kind of thing where yeah so what i was what i was going to say with the pharmacy guy i think and you alluded to it is that there is a comfort in normalcy mm-hmm. and maybe with everything going on that was like where he goes mm-hmm. um a question somebody brought it to me one time it's just it's just a philosophical question in a zombie apocalypse, any sort of apocalypse, and this sounds so basic, but it kind of 
illustrates this point. Will you still drive in lanes? Oh, I love it. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Interesting. Like, yeah. Like, there's no reason to. You're not going to get pulled over. There's no one else really yeah. on the road. But do you still stay in the lane? Wow. Would Would you? I think I would. I, I mean, think I, I would. Think I, I, well, because that is familiar. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like if I were in a apocalypse and I was somehow in England, I would drive on the right side of the road in the lane. Because in my realm of driving, that's what I know to be normal. And I'm in control of what is normal. And, you know, I've driven where people have veered onto oncoming traffic and, and all that. So I, I feel like I could adjust to other people fucking around. And maybe mm-hmm. one day, yeah, I'll ride that middle lane and, and you know, fuck it. Pull a little Woody Harrelson from uh, Zombieland, but, you right. know. And, and that's what, even taking it a step further, and this is the conversation I had with this guy this is a couple years back, was like, would you drive in lanes and would you park mm. in parking spots? Yeah, that's a great question. And I want to come up with more, like, questions like that. Because yeah. with me, I'm like, driving, yeah, I would absolutely stay in the lane because, like I said, it's a skill and I'm going to stick to what's familiar. But there's got to be things like, um, what are some, like, normalcy things that you do you know, you would probably obviously stop at every intersection because you want to make sure it's clear, but (laughs) you know, but what kind of, what kind of like rules would you follow carried over from society? And does that say something about the rules we have as, or is it just society or does it actually serve a purpose? No, exactly. And that was the the main purpose of the conversation was like, um, regarding parking spots and lanes is like, the normalcy is this is comfortable this is what we do even though now it really doesn't serve a purpose anymore mm-hmm. but this is what you do and, it, and it's what kind of makes you comfortable in a, a subconscious sense right um yeah would you would you wash your hands after you use the restroom probably you know if, if there if there's soap if there's soap no but like let's say plumbing water, yeah. plumbing and soap is all there and you go to piss do you use a bathroom and if you do use a bathroom do you wash your hands Peeing, I wouldn't be too concerned about washing my hands. I, I pretty much mastered no handing it. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, uh, nice. Okay. Obviously, I'm dropping a deuce. I'm washing my hands every time. <laughs> if it's available, every time. Yeah. And why? Because it is sanitary for yourself, too. It keeps yourself yes. healthy. But, yes. Yeah. Might as well. But anyway, uh, I like that. I like that topic. I'm going to try to think of more of those. I like I like that. But mm-hmm. anyway, but back to World War Z. So World uh, I. We, we touched on it a little bit, but, um, it, so it was based on a book, quote unquote, mm-hmm. based, based on a book. Um, it'll get into my, cause I went into world war Z hating it. Like I went to the theater and I'm like, this is going to suck dick. And I had reasons why PG 13 was one of them. The biggest reason is because it was based on a book and the book was actually phenomenal, but the movie was nothing like the book. That's what um, I've heard. The big, big criticism is that the movie is not bad, but it just doesn't really do right. anything with the book yeah it was just another zombie movie and you like if you're gonna mm-hmm. make another zombie movie call it something else you know kind of thing but so do you know have you you've, you you said you hadn't you hadn't read the book right i have not have you have do you know what it's about or read I, anything I about generally, it or? i generally know what it's about if and correct me if i'm wrong my understanding is that it's it kind of is almost like an historical book like a history book about what happened during the yeah. The, the zombie apocalypse. Yeah. That's it. Exactly. Yeah. So it's a collection of interviews of transcribed mm-hmm. interviews. <clears throat> Max Brooks, the author of it wrote, um, the zombie survival guide, which is kind of what made him famous. Well, his dad is what made him famous. Mel Brooks, but well, Max Brooks yeah. wrote the zombie survival guide and it was drawn out like an actual great survival guide of uh, surviving the zombie apocalypse. And it was hilarious. And I loved it. 
So I wrote this other book called World War Z and it, every excerpt, it was broken up into chapters and each chapter is the different stages of a zombie apocalypse. Mm -hmm. And it's just made up of interviews of people that lived through it. So in the book, it's already happened. It's already happened and it's moved on. And yeah, like you said, it's a historical thing. Um, But like, you know, the first section is the outbreak, how it was discovered, where it was first reported. And they like, you know, interview this guy who was a doctor in Africa who like worked with patient zero, you know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And then throughout the whole thing interviewed soldiers who were on the front lines during the initial reaction um the discovery of you know the being able to get the upper hand the fighting back and gaining back the world and then the cleanup which is probably my favorite part of the book was like a lot of interviews at the end talking about okay now it's not it's not a crisis anymore but we still have a cleanup we have to go through and clean up you know there was a chapter where a guy was his job was going through the sewers and finding the zombies down in the sewers and pitch blackness and all these surviving quote unquote zombies that were everywhere. It's really, really good. Cause it's just very intricate. So a couple, couple questions. Um, as far as in the book, is it the same, um, concept as the movie to where like, it's the weakness is the weakness is that if you make yourself have no, a deadly disease now what, what's in the book in, what is the in solution? the book it's zombies like george romero land of the living dead or uh, okay, uh, night of the living dead dawn of the dead zombie they're undead and they come back to life and you have to shoot them in the head to to kill them so it's not um, an infection it's an undead it's undead correct yeah okay Got it. so the book was like a zombie book this one which i loved it, granted that's why it's like such beef with world war z because it was actually a great creative good idea movie of this disease that like is lethal and that's what they see that they're lethal they're, they're gonna die and so they move on to the next one but yeah um but it's just not the, it, based on the book yeah it wasn't based on the book and that was my biggest beef and that's what everyone's beef. and i hate those people that are like you know it's not as good as the book in this case it's a whole other thing yeah it's, <laughs> it's not it's not the same as the book was better it's, it's simply this isn't the book correct yeah. correct that's, correct that's that's what i've heard yeah so that aside, that's my douchebaggery. <laughs> I read the book, you know, kind of aside. I wouldn't um, even say it's the same as the douchebaggery, though. Because it's not that it was adapted and just didn't live up to the adaptation. It was, it was adapted. It was a good movie. It just simply right. wasn't the book. <laughs> right, Literally. right, yeah. And that's, yeah. Why, that's why I always, anytime I talk about the movie, I talk about how much I liked it and this and that. But here's just the thing, you know, and, you know, I get into that. But anyway. Um, was, I think uh, his, Brad Pitt's character's name was was Jerry? Was he a character in, in World War Z or no? Or is he a, a Not a that I know of. The the interviewer, I assumed, was Max Brooks. Because they never really say the interviewer's names. And and in fact, it's mostly the, the bits in the book where the interviewer asks the questions or remarks are like very small, like almost non-existent. Like one line at a time. And then it's mostly paragraphs of the people giving their answer and talking about what they saw. Sure. Um, okay. There were some reoccurring people that were interviewed. Like there was a Marine that they like interviewed in a couple chapters and a few times. Uh, but I, I'll have to go back and reread it. I haven't read it since I've seen the movie. So, <laughs> but sure. And the movie came out a while back. Yeah. Um, a long time ago. No. Yeah. It was, it was a good movie. Just like I said, there were certain parts of it where I was like, mm, really? Like the Jerusalem scene was kind of re- fucking ridiculous. Like, but that's why I asked um, if you noticed that was vignettes, because that's kind of yeah. how the book was. It was like little sections of little bits gotcha. throughout the whole thing. So yeah. Um, my friend Ryan and I in, because we saw Dawn of the, the remake of Dawn of the Dead in 2004 in yes. theaters. And that was the first real zombie movie I saw in saw in theaters and all that. And since then, I've been obsessed with zombie movies and zombie books and lore and all that kind of stuff. 
Um, I think that was the but, first zombie movie I saw in theater too. Actually, now that I think about it, it's still my favorite for several reasons. And it's great. It's just it's a great. It's, it's a I great mean, zombie movie. It has its, it has its issues, which what what movie doesn't? It, but yeah. no, it's it's a sol- it's a pretty solid movie. Mm-hmm. I like it. Not as good as Walking Dead, but you know, still pretty. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? A lot of people will hate on it. I I, I like The Walking Dead. Fuck I that still, show and fuck everyone that supported it. I have I haven't finished the last no I haven't finished the last season yet, but I I I've enjoyed it, even at its lows. Yeah, even at its lows. I'll I'll watch it someday. I'll finish it. I got I I tried. I quit on it. I, anyway, and I know a lot of people no, but, that did. Um, I think the problem well the problem with The Walking Dead and this is not a problem that bothered me, but I understand the general consensus the of the the problem quote unquote mm-hmm. is everyone and this is anecdotal, but everyone who I've talked to who gate who gave up on the walking dead so to speak was because they're like i'm i'm tired of this cycle of they meet a new they meet a new society a new group they mm-hmm. they tiff with them they have problems with them and then after they solve the problems or they kill each other they they wander for a while and they find a new group and, and it's a repeat and you know rinse and repeat and in my head i was like yeah but wouldn't, wouldn't that kind of be what what happens well, yeah, I mean, and yeah, why extent, I gave up to on an it, extent, one hundred percent. Well, why I gave up on it is because it stopped being about the zombies, and I'm like, you know, I want to watch zomb- them survive the zombie, and then, but there's that question of, okay, but then what? What's after that, that? That's what I was gonna say. Is like there is, I think there's something to that, to where I actually kind of like the idea of seeing how the problems eventually solved. Because mm-hmm. if any of these zombie movies, World War Z, uh, the fucking uh, Dawn of the Dead, whatever eventually either all the humans just die or they find a way to survive and live on and it becomes at least in the walking dead when it becomes more of like how do they continue surviving it naturally does become less about the zombies because let's say and we don't have to argue about it covid was an issue Mm -hmm. eventually we find a way to live with it Mm -hmm. and we move on and so if Mm -hmm. there was a documentary about the covid uh, vaccines the covid outbreak at some point, it's going to get boring because it's not going to be really mainly about COVID anymore. Right. Right. Yeah. And so, because even like there's been kind of some films and not really TV shows, but certain little stories being told about things happening during COVID. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because it's happening during COVID. But if you followed up with sequels and sequels and sequels, you'd have to find a way to make it interesting because the COVID thing eventually is, can't be a factor anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway. So, no, Walking Dead, in my opinion, was one of the classic examples of American television of outliving its welcome. That's fair. Uh, British series and, and well, uh, you know, and some American shows too. HBO does it a lot. They they set a series and they set an end point and be like, this is the show. It's over. It's done. We call mm-hmm. that a limited series, you know, or whatever. I, you're right. Yeah. I think most, even like The Office, the British version was like maybe two seasons. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's common. So walking, walking dead, it was like, Oh, this is good. This is good. And people are like, we want more. And the writer's like, Oh shit, we gotta, we gotta write some more. And, uh, it just overstayed. And I I think, and this is, um, and this, even though I've enjoyed it, I'm not, this is not a defense of it, but I think that the difference with the walking dead was they had still lots of source material to go off of. Hmm. So they're like, we could still go. Yeah. Without thinking of, excuse me, um, casting concerns. Sure. Yeah. Andrew Lincoln. I haven't read the comics, but Andrew Lincoln, who plays Rick in the comics, Rick doesn't die, to my Mm -hmm. knowledge. But in the the series, Andrew Lincoln didn't want to keep doing it. 
<laughs> so so now you have an issue. Do you recast, yeah. which is hard yeah. to do with a lead character, uh-huh. or do you you write them off? And they wrote them off, at least to my yeah. knowledge, temporarily, whatever. You have Norman Reedus, who played a character not in the book, or not in the comics, who Norman Reedus is great in everything he does, so obviously everyone loved him. Yeah. So how do you work him in, honestly, to the books? Yeah. And so I think it is this kind of weird thing to where, yeah, you have tons of source material, but with the problems of shooting something live with actors and stories and trying to make it work, which characters you mm-hmm. keep, which characters you don't keep, it becomes a problem. Yeah. So even though I like, I still like The Walking Dead to the end, at least I, I, if you have more episodes I have to watch, I can see why some people don't. Okay. It's hard, yeah. it's hard to adapt. Even like comic book movies don't adapt the entire comic book line. They take like small stories and adapt them. That's so true. to try to try to adapt a, a comic book season by season the way the story went in the book, like that's it's kind of tough. Yeah. Yeah, and I like that they didn't hold to it a hundred percent, so they kept the audience guessing. And now I'd like yeah. you know, now obviously it'd be kind of funny to see the percentage of people that started watching it that knew the comic book versus the people that peak walking dead even knew there was a comic book. <laughs> like kind of I like, didn't when it started. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. like it I'm sure that changed around. You know, I would love if I, 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 I'd asked once a long time ago in the podcast, if you were given a green light to funding for a show or a movie, what would you do? If you were given a green light and funding all the money you needed to make a movie or to make a show, what would you do? Uh I had another great idea of like, like the walking dead, but done as an anthology kind of series where each season follows a different, a different cast, but all taking place in the same world in the same zombie apocalypse, but a different group dealing mm-hmm. it. And you, cause you, you could do it at the outbreak. You could do it at the end. You could do it in the middle. You could do it all over the place. But, um, yeah, I thought that would be pretty good. I think that'd be, that'd be a really cool idea. Um, keeps it fresh. Yeah. Keeps it interesting. Yeah, because that way, I mean, the only canon you would have to hold to is the own the one you're making in this show, and it's like it's whatever a zombie you are created, yeah. Because there's that thrill of you know. Well, I mentioned my friend Ryan, and when we saw two, uh, Dawn of the Dead 2004, one of the things we loved about it is that it in in that one it kind of touched on the bigger world, what's happening in the whole world, because almost every zombie movie you'll see has a cast of about five people. Mm-hmm. You know, so that way you can relate to it. But it really only happens in one situation, one building or one city and one, you know, in, in Night of the Living Dead, it was one house. In Dawn of the Dead, it was a mall. A mall. Yeah. It it always happens in like a closed space. Well, granted, because they don't have a budget to go big or whatever. Yeah. World War Z touched on the worldwide kind of aspect of it, how the different cultures react and different governments react. And so that's why I really liked about that. That was fresh. Yeah, and that's what even um, and this this is not canon at all to uh, the Walking Dead, but I remember talking to somebody. I was like, I would love to see like a spinoff, maybe just like one episode or an hour long special of like the Walking Dead, but they're in England, Ooh. and literally this zombie apocalypse is strictly an American problem. Oh wow! Like okay. like some disease broke out in the U.S. because like in the show you don't know, you don't really know, yeah. um, and like watching all these other countries going. What the fuck? Are you watching this yeah. shit? Yeah, holy shit. Um, there's there's like an episode or two in The Walking Dead where like a helicopter flies over or like an airplane. I think early on, to where it's like I, I wonder like that would be interesting twist on it to where this disease <clears throat> spread through America and the rest of the world was pretty much like fuck that, shut it down. Yeah, yeah. And it was well, just that was America. great about 
that was great about 28 days later was that yeah, the concept yeah, exactly, of 28 exactly. days later was it was only in England and there was still planes going over and it was like every rest of the world was like, what the fuck is happening in England? And then that's how it ends is that it yeah. eventually dies out. But I thought those yeah. were actually two brilliant movies. Yes. Yes. Both of them. Yes. I heard they were going to do a 28 months later. I did too. But I, I'm not sure if they are going to anymore. But I'm I'm okay if they don't. You know, I was I was happy with what they have, and if the original oh, creator doesn't doesn't feel a third, then don't do a third. You know, but so because I watched Twenty Eight Weeks Later first. Oh shit! Okay, and obviously, and we've talked about this before, I believe, even on on camera, off camera, whatever. That there's a difference between a fl- flawed writing and a flawed character. Mm, yes, where a flawed yes. character is realistic, flawed writing yes. is problematic. Just. Bad writing, yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, and the guy who the the wife who had like the condition where she was she was infected, but yeah. not but not reacting to it. Yeah, not symptom. He's she was asymptomatic. There you go. Yeah. I, the term was eluding me. And then the the guy who was like the janitor who survived, who like ditched her. Yeah. Um, comes in and not realizing that she's infected, but he has clearance. Right. Oh, so good. And even yeah. you see in her eyes, like, because it's a flawed character. It's like he has no business being in that fucking room. Yep. Um, and he should know better, but then he starts kissing her and you're like, Oh no. And and then from yeah. there, I would say somewhat re- to the situation, somewhat realistic about how it was handled and how it just broke out, how these yeah. snipers are now trying to like decide to shoot these people or not. Like, yeah, it was, no, so, it was so interesting good. to me. It was so interesting. And then it, cause it was a different perspective than yeah. the, Oh my God, zombies get to the ACE hardware and get our guns so we can run off into the mountains. It was a different aspect. It was really good. Yeah. So after I enjoyed the shit out of that one, yeah. I went back and watched 28 days later and I was like, this was also very good. <laughs> yeah. It was super yeah. interesting. Yeah. Um, where it's just, it's not really like zombies they are just fucking rage monsters. Right. Um, super interesting. Uh, yeah. So I, I I've gonna, heard, go on. I've, I've heard that, uh, the writer director creator of 28 days later and the writer director of Shaun of the dead, Edgar Wright. Um, they're actually buddies and they reference each other's movies in the movies in Shaun of the dead, which came out after 28 days later, Shaun of the dead references infected monkeys that may have caused all this. And because okay. that was the reference to 28 days later in 28 weeks later, there is a reference to Shaun of the dead somehow, or was it hot fuzz? I can't remember, but there is some reference to mm-hmm. one of those movies because they kind of, they kind of poke, poke at each other. It's pretty fun. So I was going to say Shaun of the dead is probably my favorite zombie movie. That's a good one. Yeah. That's a second, second favorite for me. And your, your first is Dawn of the dead, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Be- it's just my favorite because, like, and there's not that many. So my my disdain for him aside, not my disdain, my kind of just contrarian views on him <laughs> of Hot Fuzz and The World's yeah. End. Was Those because mo- of how great Shaun of the Dead was, right? Like, <laughs> well, well, no, so, like, Hot Fuzz, to me, anyway, was clearly satire. Like, okay, yeah. 100% satire. The World's End kind of straddled the line but in my head still satire this is strictly comedy whereas Shaun of the Dead was satire while mm-hmm. still being a solid fucking zombie movie oh yeah okay yeah. like it's still a good zombie movie like the guy like yeah. you see guts and people getting torn apart and yeah. like even the survival aspect of it of like what they're trying to do 
and how they kind of fail. Yeah. It's actually a really good zombie movie. Like the comedy aside. Yeah. No, 100%. Because, yeah, like even what we talked about earlier with World War Z where the guy shot himself in the head, there's a scene in Shaun of the Dead where they get a rifle and they're going to shoot at these zombies and he's missing every fucking shot. And it's great because I'm like, yeah, we would miss. We would miss. What the fuck? (laughs) Yeah. And even it's one of those things when you watch, you're like, this wouldn't happen. But like, no, it would happen when like the zombies are like breaking into the bar and they're breaking bottles and putting knives to each other's throat. Yeah, like you yeah, remember, yeah. And, and it's like you're like yeah. that wouldn't happen. We'd come together, and it's like, would you? Would you though? I mean, they they're bitching over a girl. They got, we would 100 percent start fighting about yeah. a girl in the middle. Of it. <laughs> so no, it's my favorite because like yeah, like it, the the comedy's there and it's funny and it's really subtle. I I do like the subtle comedy, and, yeah. and so it's really subtle. It's very intelligent, but it's still a good zombie movie. There's well, it's what. It's it's a sign of good comedy when it's like it's too real and you can't laugh at it because it's just real. Um, it's Shaun mm. of the Dead's one of my dad's favorite movies too because one of his favorite bits in it is actually the first quarter of the movie. It's that before the zombie outbreak, Shaun is like super paranoid and he's looking around at everything and everything looks weird and everything whatever. And then the outbreak happens and he does the same walk to the shop and back to his house completely yes. oblivious to the mm-hmm. fact that the zombies go and it's like oh my god that's 100% would be me here i am like thinking i'm prepared for the zombie apocalypse and but if it happened i would walk out to my truck and go to work and not even noticing the dude's walking right like i would just be completely oblivious and if yeah. i saw someone acting like a zombie i'd be like yeah okay yeah they're probably drunk and uh, you know <laughs> yeah. drugs. i remember I thought about that and had a conversation with someone like if if in the situation where like a zombie was approaching me, uh-huh. like if tomorrow if I'm at work or I'm doing something and um, a zombie is approaching me like my reaction wouldn't be like I should stab it in the head. <laughs> I would be like, I would be like, you know what I mean? I'd be like, what the fuck's wrong with this guy? I'd be like, what the fuck's That's wrong so with this good. guy? And I'd be like, yo, get off me, dude. Like, what the fuck? And so we yell at these people when we watch the movies, but it's like, no, that's you wouldn't know what the fuck's happening. You'd be like, oh, this person's yeah. out of their mind. Yeah. Um, the whole scene of Sean and Ed in the backyard with the zombie girl, it like, and they're yeah. just like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, 100% true. And that's why it makes it so good. But yeah. Well, even like, and I'll be, so my laptop, granted, I have an external drive now with all the shit that I, I want to save. But like, for a while, if, huh? Not bragging. Not bragging. But, um, <laughs> but no, like for a while, if it was on my laptop, like if a zombie broke into my house and I was running, just trying to, granted, I have knives everywhere, but still. If I, like the first thing in front of me was my laptop, I'd probably grab it and be like, I don't want to break this. What's, <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Like I have too much stuff on this. I have don't too much throw stuff. that. No, 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 I can't yeah. break this. So when they were going through like the records. Yeah. Like it was kind of, it, it, it was silly, but like it was realistic. Like you would be like, That's I don't want to break that one. It's what made it so funny. It's like, well, yeah, I mean, come on, don't throw that. No, no, come on. <laughs> yeah. And so even though like th- those bits were funny, it's kind of realistic. Like that's yeah. what you do. Um, but know, yeah, I, and then, I, it was great. It was such a great movie. It is a great, and then it gets real at points where it's like, oh shit, yeah. What if your mom turned into a zombie and you'd have to shoot your mom? That'd be like, holy shit, you know? It's yeah. Kinda... <laughs> yeah. But, no, hundred percent, hundred percent. And then, the, <laughs> dude, like, uh, mom, he's dead. I forgot the name of the, the stepdad. He's your husband. No, he isn't. <laughs> no, he isn't. What? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and then he still turned down the music. Oh, silly! That was so yeah. good, so um, good. Yeah, no, it, it was such. And you're right; it got real during the the mom situation when he leaves Ed to die, pretty much. Yeah, 
Like it, it was, it was such a good movie. Like I remember watching it. I, I forgot how when it came out. We were probably both in high school or early college. Yeah, right. Yeah. I remember. I remember being it. a. I remember being a, a junior and someone asking if I'd seen it yet. And okay, yeah. Anyway, uh, so no, but I remember just watching it. And then when it ended, I was like, just one of those things where you're just like, that was fucking good. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I, I grant I'm not going to tangent, but uh, when I I walked out of the theater when I saw The Departed, mm-hmm. um. Me and this chick uh, that I went to see it with, we walked out of the theater. We didn't say a word. Walked to my car. We got in, and I just remember it was like, that was really fucking good. <laughs> and she was like, yeah, yeah, it was. And that's like with Shaun of the Dead. I forgot if I saw it in theater or if I saw it on TV, but I remember like it ended, and I was like, that was a solid fucking movie. Yeah. That was a solid yeah. fucking movie. Because it, it, it works as a satire. It works as a comedy. It works as a, a fucking zombie drama movie. Like It hits mm-hmm. all these fucking different points, and it's like, how do it you was, get that? Yeah. It was written and made by true fans of the zombie, like, genre. Sure. Did you see... I don't think Edgar Wright wrote it. I forgot who wrote it, but um, Paul. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I saw that, yeah. Another movie... I think, was, Seth, Rogen, I think Seth Rogen wrote it, I think. I think he I had... Know, I'm not sure yeah, he had hands in it, but I, I think even Simon Pegg had a hand in the writing. Um, yeah. But even Hilarious. that movie... Yeah, I thought... I walked in that movie thinking it was going to be strictly a comedy, but then, like... You see all these homages to the great sci-fis and, yeah. and all this shit. And then when that movie ended, I was like, again, I was like, it's a solid oh fucking movie. I was like, yeah. fucking great movie. <laughs> the the moment I realized that they were actually throwing out oh, like blatant homages. Uh-huh. Homages? Is that a word? Um, homage. Homage. Was when uh, the fucking actor's name, the guy who played the agent, he was in... Um, I am blanking on a goddamn man. I can't picture him. I know Sigourney Weaver's in it. And Not Sigourney Weaver. He was the agent who was chasing them who ended up being Paul's friend. Yeah. Was it uh, Ruffalo? Was it Ruffalo? That was a Ruffalo. Um, he was in that goddamn... Sh- oh, Jason Bateman. Bateman. Yes, Bateman. Yeah. I suck at remembering names. Um, when he was driving and uh, Sigourney Weaver, you find out, but she's yelling him on the radio and he shoots the radio mm-hmm. and he's like, boarding conversation anyway. Yeah. I was like, wait. Yeah. I was like, wait a second. And that's when I started picking up on all that shit. And I was like, all right, yeah. cool. Um, I wanted to come go back and watch them. It's so yeah, good. and I did. Absolutely. I saw it in theaters, and that's when I realized it. When it came out on uh, DVD streaming or whatever, I went back and watched it several times. And I, was, I started yeah. picking up on all this shit. And I was like, oh, nice. It's such a good one. Yeah. Yeah, and I think Simon Pegg said it. Uh, was it Simon Pegg or someone else said it was like their their love note to Steven Spielberg? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, E.T. But, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, yeah, it's very much like a modern E.T. Like, what if some, some Comic-Con stoners saw, actually found an alien, how would they react? And it's like, yeah, that's kind of... <laughs> and what I... What, and this is... I'm, I'm, I'm overthinking this completely, but... You gotta think. Aliens are gonna be stoners, too. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like... They're gonna be flawed. They're gonna be, you know, imperfect like, and all that, too. If I... If, if we were astronauts and we got shot into the galaxy and we end up crash landing somewhere and these uh-huh. aliens came in and they were, they had, they have personalities, they have different things. And as the outsiders, they handed us a, a, a cup with some liquid in it and they're like, drink this. And we drank it and I was like, oh, this tastes kind of good and it makes me feel good. Give me more. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, I mean, you could look at it on a cosmic or a, or even micro microcosmic. Is that redundant? Anyway, mm-hmm. whatever. We have no example of a perfect circle in this world. However, we still have the concept of a perfect circle. So where did we get that example from? That's Plato's explanation for God. 
but we know that the world that we live in, the universe that we live in is imperfect. It's fractured. It makes mistakes and it messes up. Um, it's human. And you know, the, the, the term we use that we're human because humans make mistakes and they mess up. They fall victim to temptation and they pursue the flesh rather than ideology, just like the physical world we inhabit. So logically, if we met other beings, other life forms and, and other, you know, they'd still be in this flawed universe. So they themselves would be flawed as well. So yeah, they wouldn't be all knowing all good or all evil. They'd be, you know, like conflicted just like us. They'd have temptations yeah. and, and shortcomings just like us. They yeah. might, they might be smarter because they built better spacecraft. Well, they got here first. So they're ahead <laughs> of us for sure. But yeah, doesn't mean but they don't like to hit the, the blunt too. <laughs> Come on. I mean, think about it. Who are the first people that's going to get, if we got to aliens before they got to us, if we got to aliens, what are the kind of people that are going to be the, on that trip or at least coordinating that trip to get there? It's going to be fucking Elon Musk and, uh, uh, that, that psycho who runs Facebook. They're fucking stoners and they're, they're, you know, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're going to be picture- scientists who are brilliant, but who are definitely smoking and drinking when they're off the clock. I got to tell you the the top three people that I know that I would consider the smartest people that I know, like beyond like stupid smart. I'm thinking of them. I'm not going to say their names, but I'm thinking of three people that I know that are extremely smart. So smart is just stupid. They all get fucked up and they like, they, like they either smoke or they do hallucinogens. They get crazy or they're you know addicted to other stuff. So yeah, come on. <laughs> yeah. And, and especially like with Paul, you know, like, you know, he, he, they found him, they talked to him once they established communication with him, mm-hmm. they were probably like, do you, do you and your planet <laughs> happen to, to take toxins or any other form of substance to have a good time? Judgment impairing or mood enhancing supplements. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Come on. Why not? <laughs> uh, Paul, Paul it's was... Called- it's called not enough oxygen or too much oxygen. It's it's yeah. pretty simple. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, I want to do an episode of zombie survival, like uh, actual, because Danny and I back in high school was one of the things he and I connected on, like right away was zombie survival and what guns we would use and where we would go and what's the plan from uh, from for for standing out against the zombies. So that'll be a fun one. So I want I want to do I'm it. And it I down. W- but I won't do it without Danny, because uh, that'd be that'd be fun. Uh, I'm writing it down. Comparing and contrasting with Danny. Are you writing it or typing it? Fuck off. I'm yeah. communicating it to be read later. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Transcribing it, however that might be. All right, so this started with me wanting to just point out um, a very unfortunate flaw in uh, World War Z, and we ended up talking about a bunch of different zombie shit i love it yeah i had a, a couple other topics written down it's like if we can get to it but no not tonight man yeah, not we'll tonight save it for later we'll save it for later world war z good movie yep all right on that note bye bye guys thanks for watching <laughs> thanks for listening uh thanks mike for for letting me join in <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> you really maybe had to, next- to twist my elbow Maybe next time we'll let some guests on, or uh, maybe it'll just be me and Mike pontificating again. You know what? I'm happy either way, so we'll see how it goes. All right. Take it easy, guys. All right. Have a good one.